Hola, and welcome to the podcast, Bustle's podcast for radical self-love, fat acceptance, and visibility for all identities. I'm Marie Southerd Ospina, and today I'm being joined by Plump Princess, one of the most renowned models in the worlds of all things BBW and fat fetishism. Two things we'll be talking about in much more detail later on. Now, Plum Princess is actually one of the first people I came across maybe five years ago who really encouraged me to embrace my fatness in more of a sexually empowered way and learning to love my body in that sexual manner rather than just passively accepting it. And luckily, today we're going to be talking about many, many facets of fat sexuality and fetishism. So Plum Princess, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks, Marie. It is an absolute pleasure to be here with you. Do you kind of want to tell listeners a little bit more about yourself before we jump in? Um, sure, yeah. Um, for those of you who aren't familiar uh, with what I do, I am a web model um, who deals mostly in fat fetish uh, pinup style modeling. Um, I've been doing it, oh my god, it's so embarrassing to say this, for almost 10 years now. It's no, crazy. it means Over like, 10 years. It's been. not embarrassing, it's awesome. <laughs> I've been doing this for a while. Um, yeah, and I am definitely someone who uh, considers my sexuality related to my size very, very important to who I am and my identity, so... Um, I'm very, very happy to be discussing this topic with you today and hopefully shed some light on the whole thing with everyone else. Yes, definitely. So, Plum Princess, one segment that I really like to do every week is called Words Matter, where I kind of dissect terms like BBW and curvy and fat and whatever it may be with the guests. Yes. People are often referring to things like feedism, feederism, um, a lot of terms that you guys might not all be super familiar with. So before we delve into the deep stuff, Plum Princess and I figured we could give a little 101 on the terminology you'll likely be hearing repeatedly throughout this. Do you want to start by telling people what feedism is? Feedism or feederism basically is when someone is engaged in finding the act of eating or feeding or giving someone food, sexual. So uh, you get some sexual pleasure by either being the feedy, which is someone who enjoys the eating, or being a feeder, which is someone who enjoys the act of feeding the person the food. Yes. And I think it's important to note that there's no gender to either of these. That's right. You know, men and women can both be feeders. Men and women can both be feedies, contrary to popular belief. That's right. Yes, it's very interchangeable. Yes. And there's also gainers who might not necessarily find sexual gratification in the food itself or in eating, but more just through the actual process of gaining weight and cultivating more fat. And, you know, people do this independently, but they also do it sometimes with partners. So both people in the relationship would be gaining weight. That's right. And do you want to tell people about FAs? FAs, yeah, it's a cute little term. Um, It stands for fat admirer. This is generally given to men, however, it can be a woman as well. And this just means someone who admires or has a preference, I would say, for someone who is bigger or plus size. Yes. And, you know, in the same way, guys, that someone might have a preference for thin individuals, for redheads, for, you know, bodybuilders, for dad bods, whatever it might be. Dad bods, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... 
And then there's BBW, SSBBW, and BHM. And BBW, well, people might have heard it in that Drake song. Uh, of course. Yeah, there's more to it than most people right? that term, right? That's right. I like my girls, BBW. Yeah. Type don't want to suck you dry and then eat some lunch with you. Yeah, so thick that everybody else in the room is so uncomfortable. How do you define that? Well, BBW stands for Big Beautiful Woman, uh, simply. So it stands for any woman who is bigger. So that could mean chubby to, you know, like very fat. Um, And then SSBBW is super size, big, beautiful woman. So that would usually um, in the industry, it's a woman who is over 350 pounds. Usually they start getting like super size. So there isn't really like a, you know, a legit definition for that. It's more no, like, um, it's basically you know. just even fatter. <laughs> exactly. Just yeah, bigger than yeah. your average bigness, I suppose. <laughs> and yeah. And BHM is the male equivalent, big, handsome man. As we've been mentioning, it's not, this isn't like a gender based thing. There are men who also relish in their fatness or women who actively pursue fat men. And those dudes are big, handsome men. They are. <laughs> um, Plum Princess briefly mentioned that it's um, there's something called feedism that's also referred to as feederism. I personally tend to prefer the word feedism. I think it removes the focus on the feeder. But I don't know how you feel about that. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that. Out of these terms, would you say there are any that best represent your own sexuality? Oh, um, considering I'm 5'11", and about 400 pounds, I would consider myself an SSBBW at this point. I am not a gainer, necessarily. Uh, however, I do enjoy gaining once in a while. Usually when someone defines themselves as a gainer, it means that they're actively gaining. Um, and they usually are doing it per- like on purpose. It's something they're doing on purpose. Yes. Whereas with me... Um, I tend to kind of just let my body naturally, if I gain, that's awesome. But if I lose weight, I'm cool with that too. Um, but when I do gain, I do enjoy it and I do, um, love it when it happens, but I'm not always actively trying to gain weight, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I'm definitely, um, a feedy at times as well. Sweet. All right. So do you want to tell us a little bit about how you kind of discovered the world of BBW modeling, of feedism, gaining, all this stuff? When I was in school, I was going to university, I actually had a live journal. I don't know if any of you remember what live journal I never had one, but I remember. (laughs) Okay, so I had a live journal, and I actually, my best friend um, at the time was really into photography, and she would often, we'd do like little photo shoots together for fun, and I would put them up on my live journal. And at this time, I was, um, I was probably about 19 years old, and I had just started coming into my own confidence and um, not only acceptance, but, you know, embracing my body mm-hmm. at this time. And um, I was going to school, I was putting myself through school, which is, uh, you know, a rough thing to do sometimes. Yes. And um, I noticed on my live journal that a long time ago when you wanted to upload photos you had to upload them to something called photo bucket you know that would host your photos that you could link onto your um you know your live journal whatever and you were only allowed so much bandwidth uh, a day and I would put up my photos and my bandwidth would like run out immediately (laughs) almost immediately like in a couple of minutes 
and it was crazy. And I was just thinking, like, who is looking at these photos that, you know, my bandwidth is, is, is running out and, you know, you wouldn't be able to see my photos anymore after that. So eventually I got a message from someone and they were telling me, you know, just so you know, your photos are being linked to this, you know, forum. And they gave me the information. And at the time, I believe the forum, what was it called? It was called Fat Celebs at the time, which is now Curvage.org, if you're interested in in checking that out. Um, And when I went there, I noticed that it was basically a little forum for people who are big or fat or chubby and um, men who also appreciate them. And I was being linked to this, like, forum that was discussing, or sorry, this topic that was discussing, you know, like, basically people would find pictures of hot, fat girls and post them on there for people to, like, discover. Okay. And so I made an account, and I I had always, you know, looked on the internet for, you know, um, chat rooms or groups associated with, you know, being a big girl since, you know, usually you grow up feeling a little bit alone in the world yes. and you just wonder if there's other people like you and and you're I taught to believe stumbled... that nobody will ever be attracted to your body type as well exactly yeah up until you know this point you kind of start thinking oh maybe I'll find you know a partner who doesn't mind that I'm big you know they'll see past it or they won't mind so much but then I stumbled upon this you know forum and here's all these people just you know, reveling in it. Like they just, that's what they want. That's what they're attracted to. And that's what's important to them. And so I made an account and I let everyone know, Hey guys, like, Hey, that's me. (laughs) This is me. This is all my photos, blah, blah, blah. And, um, almost immediately I got contacted by a few people who ran websites, uh, fetish fat based websites. And they were basically letting me know, you know, you know, you can, I, we can make you a website where you post photos. Um, obviously, they would be a little bit more, you know, sexually, <laughs> you know, inclined, just like, you know, that kind of thing. But um, and people will pay to have a membership to these, you know, these photos to access these photos. And at the time, since I was a struggling university student, I thought, well. Brilliant. I was actually going to school for theater, and I thought this would give me a perfect opportunity to play a role. However, instead of on stage, it would be online, and I could kind of develop this persona and take these pictures and be this person and, you know, get paid and help me go get, get myself through school. So that's kind of how it all started. You've been doing this for 10 years. Over 10 years. Uh, over, yeah. t- over 10 years. <laughs> and I'm really interested to know if plump princess has become something that you really depend on financially and like that's kind of it's a it's your job and it's and it's your bread and butter or bread and butter yeah are you still doing it as as a labor of love as a way to express your sexuality can those two things still coexist even though it's it's a job it most definitely can and I'm very fortunate because I'm doing something that not only I enjoy doing and, you know, get paid to do, um, but it also allows me to express my sexuality. You know, I've always been a very um, openly sexual person and a little bit of a uh, maybe attention seeker, but also exhibitionist, I suppose. You know, I've I always used to want to 
be an actress. Um, so this is kind of, you know, my stage in a way. And I get to also, you know, incorporate my own personality into it. Even though it is a role, it is very much me. I'm not doing anything that isn't me, you know, on my website or in my content. And it also allows me to be creative, um, you know, doing photo shoots or thinking of, you know, sexy little situations. So yeah, I I'm, think I saw one picture where you were like Little Red Riding Hood and it was, it's that's awesome. Like you can be that any character so that fun. you want. Like a yeah, fat, exactly. a fat, cool any, character. any character. A lot of the time it's fun too because a lot of, you know, you can take characters that already exist and kind of make them into fat versions of them, which is super fun. Um, it's, it's just a lot of fun. And I definitely, you know, it's part of my identity now. It, it's definitely uh, something I do for work, but also for pleasure. I know that you mentioned you joined the site and started hearing about ways to, to post pictures and be making money off of this. But did it take a while for it to be enough and for you to kind of be known enough to, to survive off of it rather than just a little bit of money here and there? No, I was actually quite lucky. Um, when I started, awesome. <laughs> I do, um, there wasn't a lot of girls doing it. Okay. Um, and I was quite young and I had, you know, I was very fortunate in um, having a body type a fat body type, if you will, that was quite appealing across the board. So um, I happen to be quite pear-shaped, um, which seems to be, you know, a common uh, attractive, attractive, sorry, body type for people who are attracted to big women. A lot of them will like a pear-shaped fat woman. Yeah. Um, and because I was young and, you know, pear-shaped <laughs> and there wasn't a lot of competition, and it was such a you know huge you know a huge niche market. Um, right away, uh, I was I was doing very well. Sweet. So before all of this, did you ever have more of like a sexual relationship with with fatness, be it being attracted and empowered by your own body or by the fat bodies of others, or was this kind of the intro to it all? This was the intro to the specificness of it, I think. Okay. Um, I've always been an extremely sexual person um, with, you know, my own kinks that didn't necessarily have anything to do with that. Because up until this point, as much as I was very familiar and embraced my body, it wasn't something that I was utilizing in my own personal sexuality as of yet. Okay. So something that always... I don't know if amazes is the right word, more like disturbs, but something that always disturbs me when people talk about things like gaining BBW models, fetism, et cetera, is the demonizing that comes with it. Yeah. And with the exception of this one article in Exo Jane by an anonymous writer who talks about the empowerment she feels gaining weight and actively cultivating more fatness, I've never come across anything positive. Like there was... um, a documentary called My Big Fat Fetish, and the end message of that was definitely, if you do this, if you actively gain weight, if you are attracted to feederistic relationships, you will regret it. You will, you know, be led to immobility and just your life will be destroyed. Um, there was a film called Feed, which depicted all of feedism as being kind of dominated by perverse, psychologically damaged men who kidnap women, who brainwash women, force feed them to immobility. 
And in that movie, he like makes money off of placing bets as to when they're going to die. So there's that. <laughs> and there's yeah. an episode of Strange Sex, which, the t- you know, the title of that show suggests it all. <laughs> but yeah, okay. I've never actually watched either of these. I don't recommend it. It's all trash. Yeah, okay. It's garbage. <laughs> but, yeah. It doesn't sound like something I would enjoy, to be honest. No. So from your experiences, how real- realistic are these depictions that, that we're seeing? <laughs> well, I think that, at f- first of all, it's important to remember that in any sexual subculture, there are going to be, you know, those people who take it too far. In, so, any, in any sex, um, though, like in completely heteronormative sex, there will still be of course, people who I mean, abuse to it. To say that every woman who engages in gaining or, you know, feedism um, is going to be subjected to a controlling, you know, feeder who ultimately is going to, you know, make them immobile and destroy them is like saying that every woman who engages in a little BDSM you know, in their regular relationship is going to end up an abused woman, you know, like it's not, it's, it's just because you have, you know, the, the odd, horrible case of this, it doesn't mean that it's like that for everybody. And that goes for every single kind of sexual, you know, um, thing you can do with anybody. So it's, it's important to remember that. So I think that feeder gaming and, and feederism gets very demonized because it is so, misunderstood because fatness itself is such a like thing that most people are brainwashed and thinking it's bad so then when you add this kind of you know I get you know I get off on being fat it adds this level of deviancy that people immediately you know go to and they just can't understand it and therefore it's demonized it's deviant it's wrong and yeah. this comes from people who don't know or understand it at all so it just it's more the reality of being a woman as yeah. women in general you know <laughs> yeah it's more the reality of the experience of being a woman rather than exactly. a fetishism in my opinion exactly i agree so are there other misconceptions that you've encountered about fetism and gaining and and web modeling in general it is sometimes difficult when you're in uh, the feederism environment just because a lot of girls stumble upon it before they have a sense of self-confidence mm-hmm. a lot of the time. And I think that that level of um, not having that confidence can make you kind of susceptible to manipulation, I suppose. Um, and a lot of the time I think that there's negative stigmas because women go into it and they're not ready, if that makes sense. Um, and a lot of the time, I think a lot of women think they have to do it in order to stay relevant or to stay attractive to certain people who enjoy that about them. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you're someone who, you know, your partner says, oh, I love it when you're gaining weight or when you get bigger, um, it's, you know, it can kind of feel like, the same as if, you know, you have a partner who's saying, oh, I love when you've lost weight, you look better when you're thinner, you know? So it really, you really have to have a good balance and you really have to know who you are and what you like. And it has to be something that you enjoy as well. You are, you know, a good example, I think, of someone who is genuinely attracted to to the fatness on your body, right? Yes. So it's, you know, your proof <laughs> that it happens. <laughs> yes. Um, I have found over the years, um, that there are a lot of benefits and lovely things 
about being fat when it comes to having sex. Um, oh, tell and me a lot about of enjoyable them. things as well. Oh, yes, of course. I'd love to tell you about them. Um, well, Deep into your sex life. <laughs> a lot of the time when I'm describing this to people who haven't had experiences either with a fat body, having fat body, or being with a fat body, I like to remind people that, you know, when you think of, no- let's, let's talk about like normal sex for a minute. When you think of a partner, and well, I'm a woman, you're a woman, and you know we're gonna—I'm gonna talk about being a woman here for a minute. Okay. But um, when you're with your partner, a lot of the time, you know, people are attracted to you know breasts and butt, and those kind of things get grabbed and touched, and those are very sensual places to be touched. Yes. And you know they're very stimulating places to be touched. When you are bigger, fat you kind of have that all over your body. <laughs> so it kind of just makes, like, your your senses are just kind of heightened a little bit. I find, I mean, I don't have anything to compare it to, but, like, you know, even getting my arm grabbed or having my belly grabbed is a very, can be very, very sexual and can feel very lovely. Not to mention, um, when you're having sex, and your body is moving back and forth from, you know, the rhythm of sex. Um, <laughs> the the weight and the softness and it, it just, it elevates everything. So when you're being kind of shunted back and forth while you're having sex, <laughs> the extra weight of it kind of moves your whole body and it feels, you feel it more. You feel it kind of all over your body. And there's just a lot of, and for your partner as well, can you imagine when you hug somebody or when you're grabbing someone just to have that softness and that, you know, that breast slash butt flesh everywhere. It's just this like amazing thing for both people involved. We as a culture are so focused on the notion that fat doesn't look good. Like that's what we're conditioned to believe. We're conditioned that it's not attractive. And I feel like that's prevented people from realizing very simply that, like, besides, you know, besides all the problems with that and the fact that beauty is subjective, it just means that nobody's stopping and thinking, like, oh, wait, this actually feels really good physically. Like, fat is soft and bouncy and jiggly and you can bite into it. And it's like, you know, it physically feels nice. I encourage anybody, especially that has a fat body or if you're with someone with a fat body to, of course, after their permission to touch them underwater. It feels amazing to touch fat underwater. It's probably one of the most hypnotic things ever. I'm just going to put that out there. (laughs) But yeah, I think that um, we're so conditioned to think that fat equals bad and fat is ugly or fat is, you know, not attractive that people won't even go the extra step to think about how it feels. It stops at how, how it looks. And I think a lot of women are taught to hate that part of themselves. So to, you know, sit back and actually think of the benefits or how you can actually enjoy that in your body is just, you know, most people don't even go there. So being that you've experimented with being a feedie, did you during that time encounter worry or concern or just criticism from people that you must be manipulated? you must have been being manipulated as as is such a common misconception about about it considering that I exist in a community where that does occur once in a while just because a lot of the girls who you know um, come into the community and discover this are impressionable um it's always going to be a concern 
uh, for some people. Although I think that with me, I've, you know, handled myself and, and gone through life these past over 10 years, uh, being very much in control of my own body, um, that nobody now, nobody really worries about that with me. Um, for me, it's very important personally, uh, because I do enjoy gaining, um, when it happens and that kind yeah. of thing. It's important for and me you've to gained weight balance since you started, my body. Right? Sorry. And you've, and you've gained, you've gained weight since you started like 10 years ago, right? Yes. When I first started, I was probably around 320 pounds okay. and now I have around 400 pounds. Right. Well, congratulations, since I know you like it. <laughs> Thank, you. <laughs> Thank you. I definitely feel um, a lot more connected to my body now than I did back then as well, which is very interesting. Oh, that's something I was interested in. So you know when you know when a lot of people lose weight, you kind of hear them say things like, I'm so thankful for my weight loss because now I can keep up with my kids. Now I can travel. Now I can do insert word here that people think you can't do when you're fat. Right. And that's just something you hear, you know, just this. And I and I and I get, you know, I get where it all stems from. But is there anything reverse? You know, like, I'm so thankful that I've gained weight because. OK, yeah, um, definitely. And I just want to also say that I think that, you know, when you talk about weight loss and things like that, I definitely can understand, you know, not being as heavy, you would feel like a lot of things physically are a lot easier for you. So I'm not, you know, I, I'm not here to diss weight loss or anything oh, like no. that. And it's entirely um, people's in prerogative. I'm, I'm no. saying. However, um, I do think that there people with weight gain, it's people, it's, people don't understand it because it's such a foreign concept to most people. Like how could gaining weight feel good or make someone feel better? Like it, it's very, very strange. However, I don't know, you know, when women are pregnant and their breasts get bigger and yes. they just think like, oh my God, this rocks, look at my boobs, you <laughs> yeah, know? my new cleavage. Or, right, or like, now big butts are a thing right now, right? So, you know, if you have like, you know, if your butt gets bigger or something, you think, oh yeah, my butt looks nice and big in these jeans. It's kind of the same thing when you gain weight. Sometimes when you're someone who's big and you enjoy the aesthetic of bigness and fatness, mm when you swell or kind of grow a little bit, it's very similar to that. So you feel kind of like you fill out a little bit, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, definitely um, does. And there is something very lovely about that. And I always relate it to feeling more goddess-like. <laughs> There's a lot of different things that weight gain can signify in the right dynamic um, that I find very, very sensual and um, I take great pleasure in. Brad. Whenever I talk to anyone involved in fat positivity or body positivity, I tend to steer clear of mentioning health because, as you know, there's that's ju that's just the first thing people turn to when they're trashing fatness. It's just, right, right you're unhealthy, so I now have the right to treat you like crap. Right. Um, but I do want to ask, do you have any tips for people who care about their health but still want to get fatter because that's what's best for their mental health or that's what's best for their sexuality. Right. Um, I do. Um, first of all, balance is everything. So if you're someone who enjoys weight gain, I would recommend you do it slowly 
Um, therefore, you can constantly, if that's what you want, you can constantly be gaining weight little bits at a time, and it's not going to put uh, such a strain on your body. Also, I find that with weight gain, um, you have to listen to your body as well. Yeah. Um, I am, like I said, I'm a very tall person. Um, I'm, you know, 5'10", 5'11". And I have a, a quite a large kind of build on me naturally as, already. So I can handle, I think, a lot more weight gain than perhaps someone who might be very short, very short and, and tiny, right? So it's all relative and you really have to listen to your body. I would also recommend that um, if you're eating a lot and that's something you enjoy and that's how you're you know, doing your weight gain, um, to stay at least a little bit active, even if it's just little walks or For things sure. like that, you'll find that you just can just get still your heart going, things. really. Exactly, but keep your you know sense of movement and you know your health. Uh, make make sure that's still important, you know. And yeah. so just just keep moving, you know, even small little bits of movement while you're doing this, just so that your body can still remain strong while you are doing this and I kind of have one too which as someone who who actively wants to be fat you know it's it's like you you can't I don't think you can completely ignore your health I don't think that the two go hand in hand you know wanting to be fat doesn't mean you don't care at all exactly so I started learning about the difference between visceral fat, you know, the fat that wraps itself around your organs versus subcutaneous fat, which is the jiggly stuff that you can poke and prod and and grab. And there are visceral fat scales that will tell you how much visceral fat you are fat you have, because that's ultimately the kind of fat that has been proven to to be to be riskier. So it is possible, contrary to popular belief, again, for very fat people to have very little visceral fat if they if they just keep keep an eye on it. And, you know, it's it's not something often talked about. But if you are a person who actively wants to be fat and you still, you know, care about this stuff and how much or how little you care about your health is totally down to you as well. You know, nobody gets to decide how much you care about that but if you if you're interested in it I think one of those scales can be very useful where would you find one of those scales I actually Amazon Amazon, um, as with everything so I guess on a on more of an end note we've been talking about fat fetishism a lot and that word for me I sometimes think that the word fetish because it's such an umbrella term can end up belittling something that might actually be full-blown sexuality for some people, something that they wouldn't necessarily want to or that they could live without. And I wonder if that's kind of true for you to an extent. It definitely has, and it's, it's, I identify with it. It is definitely a part of my being, a part of my sexuality. It isn't just something that you know, you can indulge in once in a while and kind of, you know, compartmentalize and put away or, you know, anything like that. Um, it's for me, you know, the, the fat fetish, quote unquote fetish definitely is my entire sexuality. Um, and everything that I do sexually, I do as a fat woman. Um, and everything, you know, and, and not that's not to say that all my kinks involve fatness. However, I definitely am a fat woman and in my fat body whenever I engage in any sexual act. Um, and so I think a lot of people like to label it as a fetish. 
um, just because it's not really been explored that much in regular culture. Yeah. So a lot of people think, oh, you know, if you like, you like fat women, that's like a fetish where it's to me, I feel is just a perfectly natural thing. It's just other. Yeah. It's not the normal thing, however, but it is. An and that's why it gets branded thing. as a fetish, I think, because it's assumed that it's abnormal to like fatness, be it in yourself or in other people. So it must be a fetish. It must be something worthy exactly. of demonizing. Exactly, when it's actually a completely primal, natural, normal thing. Um, sure. It's just not, I guess, explored or, you know, spoken about very often because of the stigma that exists around it. The last thing that we usually do is give a little shout out to what I like to call the body pause badass of the week. And this is someone who can be working or being an activist in a facet of body positivity, fat positivity, but really making a difference and someone who inspires you. So would you like to to give a little shout out to anyone? I, of course, would. I would love to shout out um, one of my personal best friends and someone who I both respect and admire so much in this community, and that is Chubby Cartwheels. So if you want to check her out, she is www.chubbycartwheels.com, or you can check out her Instagram, which is at chubbycartwheels, all one word. Um, Her name is Shauna, and she is a plus-size fashion designer. However, she is also probably one of the most genuine people in this community who actually cares about fat activism, body positivity, and tries with her blood, sweat, and tears to make sure that all of that is considered and represented in her clothing and what she does. She's amazing. So go check her out. And she makes mermaid leggings. She makes mermaid leggings and mermaid shakinis. Everything. (laughs) Gotta go check her out, you guys. She's amazing. Well, thank you so much again, Plump Princess. You are a delight. You are a delight, and I am so glad I got to do this. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to speak about this. And do you want to put out um, anything you want to plug? You can um, always check me out at www.thepluntprincess.com. Um, I should have a website revamp actually coming up soon if you want to check oh, that out. It should be pretty good. And you can always, if you want to um, talk with me or contact me, you can find me on Twitter at plump underscore princess. <laughs> okay. That's awesome. Thank you again. Thank you so much. It was awesome to be here. As always, you can find us on iTunes and Acast, the awesome new podcast network that Bustle recently joined. Search the podcast on their site, acast.com, or download the app by searching Acast in the Apple or Android store. 